Welcome to Rock Your Brain, Rock Your Life, the only podcast hosted by a high-achieving tech leader and certified coach that teaches you how to use proven cognitive tools to rewire your brain so you work 10 to 20% less while crushing your goals. And you'll do this in 180 days. Hi, I'm Sarah. After decades of frantically overworking, never believing I could achieve big goals in my life and feeling constantly anxious, overwhelmed, and burnt out daily at work, I finally figured work out. I learned how to work less while identifying and nailing goals I never thought possible. I learned how to feel calm, confident, and a sense of ease at work. So if you're a high achiever who wants to achieve big goals, but doesn't even think it's possible unless you work a gajillion hours, or doesn't even think big goals are possible in any way, shape, or form, this podcast is for you. I keep it simple. You'll learn the neuroscience-based cognitive tools I and my clients use daily to work less while achieving more than they ever imagined. Quick side note, you'll run the risk of being passionately in love with your career. Hey, rock stars. How are y'all doing today? I am really loving making these podcasts for you. I mean, it's something really new for me, as y'all know, but I'm really enjoying spending the time and attention thinking about these concepts and what will help you the most on your journey. And then I love telling myself that I've created something amazing and that it's brilliant and it's going to help you and I can't wait to get it out to you. So just notice all those powerful, intentional thoughts I'm telling myself. And I'm also loving the things I tell myself while I'm creating and recording them. And I love thinking about you listening to them. These are what I call intentional thoughts because they're useful. They're serving me in support of my mission to demystify life coaching and deliver amazing tools that will transform my students' lives. So they serve me. They help me crush my goals and the dreams I have for my life. And I have to practice thinking them in my brain and I write them down daily and I type them down daily as well. And these thoughts will soon become automatic as I keep practicing them. And that is what's so amazing, you guys, about this thought work. But I also want you to know that there's no such thing as perfection with regards to our thinking or anything else in life for that matter. There's no such thing as thinking perfect positive thoughts. We all have a human brain. So it will always, and I'm underlining that you guys, do crazy things like cue up unintentional negative thoughts that don't serve us like, I'm not sure you have enough podcast topic ideas or whatever crap your brain is currently telling you about your goals and dreams. So for all you high achievers out there, we're going to talk about comparing ourselves to others and then despairing. We're going to cover why our brain does this, the horrible impact it has on our lives, and one thing you can do starting today to stop this. So I was a classic compare and despair addict for years. Anxiety, depression, shame, envy, critical self-talk, and it completely, 
undermines self-confidence and joy. It's pretty much a complete shit show. So high achievers are classic compare and despair addicts because their lives are all about moving up and continually achieving great things. The drive for better and for being the best. But anytime you compare yourself to others, you're going to end up feeling like shit. Because most of us use these comparisons to criticize ourselves and leave ourselves feeling a sense of want, lack, scarcity, and not enough in the comparison. And sometimes we compare ourselves to other people to make ourselves feel better. So we'll pick someone who we think is not quite as cool as we are, and we'll compare ourselves to them, and then we think we feel better because we get a quick hit of dopamine and feel like, yeah, I'm enough by putting that other person down in our brain. You guys, it's all the same problem. And let's just do an experiment. What happens when you go on social media? You jump on Instagram, for example. What does your brain do? What thoughts come up? Just notice. So let's talk about why our brain compares and despairs. You guys, this is most important. Our brain was designed to compare. So nothing has gone wrong when you notice yourself doing this. Please, this is really, really important. Humans are a tribal species. And social standing and being a part of the tribe had an evolutionary advantage. So being a part of the group, part of the tribe, and matching other people was important to build connections, get food, get water, survive. This was all useful, you guys, back when we were all faced with live or die scenarios, which we don't need today. So that's number one, why we do this. Number two, let's look at our society and how it plays a role in compare and despair. First of all, we live in a capitalist society and are encouraged to think of competition as healthy and normal. We're taught, I know I was, from a very early age to think of ourselves as being in competition with everyone around us. And all you guys have to do is just look at the workplace or the world of dating as examples, or think about when you're shopping on Amazon, you're comparing products, you're picking the best. And our society thinks of things like survival of the fittest, or the best and the brightest, or winners and losers. So because of our society's values, our brain is oriented to think about comparing. And now let's talk about gender. So men and women are encouraged and taught to compare themselves to other members of their sex. Think about women. Women are encouraged to base their worth based on external looks, the number on the scale, how attractive they are to men. Men are encouraged to base their worth on their career, how successful they are, how fit they are compared to other men. Or maybe you're someone who dates the same gender or a non-binary, but it almost doesn't matter in the sense that we all grew up in this society that has been created and structured mostly for heterosexual people. And this has very limited constructs and beliefs along these lines. So, 
Regardless of how you identify, the real question is, why do you find yourself wanting or lacking in that comparison? Why does it all feel so terrible? And here's one answer. Because you have an existing belief system about your own lack of self-worth. I'm going to repeat that, you guys. One of the reasons is because you have an existing belief system about your own lack of self-worth. You already believe that there's something about you that's inadequate. And so your brain is constantly looking for evidence to support what it believes. So your brain then wants to go find evidence that you aren't good enough. And then you teach your brain to constantly compare yourself to others. And then what's the result? You're constantly seeing all the ways that you are different, that you can then use as evidence for being unworthy and not enough. So let's talk about why the brain has these limiting beliefs like, I'm not enough. So this means we're going to talk about cognitive bias. So I went to Wikipedia to ask, what is cognitive bias? Here's the definition. Individuals create their own, quote, subjective reality from their perception of the input. An individual's construction of reality, not the objective input, dictates their behavior in the world. Thus, cognitive biases may sometimes lead to perceptual distortion, inaccurate judgment, illogical interpretation, or what is broadly called irrationality. But most people are unaware of these subconscious biases that often we're all making like every day, you guys. So we're all making irrational mistakes every day because of cognitive bias. This is when we talk about how your brain just goes and finds evidence for the stories you already believe about how people treat you or what kind of person you are, or what kind of person they are, or whether you're lovable or not. Whatever your brain's telling you, your brain just goes hunting for evidence that it's true, that you can confirm this. So your brain literally ignores things that don't match what you already believe or have told your brain to see. Isn't that wild? So if you tell your brain to look for evidence that you're not lovable, guess what, you guys? Your brain will literally just disregard evidence to the contrary. It won't even tell you that it's there. It will hit the ignore button. So your brain sees things that aren't there and doesn't see things that are there all the time. Your brain is telling you that everything it sees is fact, right? So many of us think that everything that our brain says or sees is fact, like reading a nonfiction book. But your brain, because of this cognitive bias, is lying to you a lot of the times. And that's why asking yourself whether a thought is helpful or useful in your life is so much more useful than just asking if it's true. So for all you lovers of your smartphone, think about your smartphone. Inside of your smartphone is software that tells a smartphone how to work. 
So just think of that software in the phone as the phone's operating instructions. So if you think of your brain like your smartphone, the software in your brain are your thoughts and beliefs. So if you believe that you're not pretty enough, smart enough, successful enough, thin enough, good enough because of bugs in your brain software, when you compare yourself to other people, you assume that they are prettier or smarter or more successful and then just better. So why does any of this matter? Because so many of you think that changing external facts or circumstances will make you feel happy. This is another lie from your brain. You think that because that person that you're comparing yourself to loves their boss or loves their career or is a successful entrepreneur or loves their partner or thinks their parents are totally cool or has balance in their life personally and professionally or is physically fit with a great body or they've defined their dream for their life, you think that they're happier than you are. That's honestly all it boils down to. The only reason we want anything is we think it will make us feel better than the way we do right now. We want it to ease some pain or to create some pleasure. So when you look at someone else and you tell yourself you'd rather be them, it's because you think you would be happier if you were them or if you had what they had or if you looked the way they looked. But external facts don't cause your feelings. Someone else having sorted out any of that stuff I just talked about has nothing to do with whether they are happy. Their thoughts are what determines their happiness. Your thoughts determine your happiness. And guess what, you guys? Those people that have that successful business and love their body and have balance in their life personally and professionally and have figured out their purpose and dreams, guess what they're doing? They're having all the same thoughts you are about the person next to them who's even more successful, is even more fit, has figured out even more of their life's dreams. Now, some of you tell yourselves that if you had different facts in life, you'd think happier thoughts. But that's called perfectionist thinking, you guys, and that is a complete lie. The only way to feel better in this life is to change the way you're thinking and to start finding intentional believable thoughts that shift you to feeling a little better about whatever it is you're struggling with right now. All you got to do is find a little believable thought. So let's just do a net net on compare and despair. Number one, you only want whatever that other person has because you're telling yourself you'd be happier if you had it, or you'd believe that you'd be more worthy, that you'd feel better. Number two, you think you'd feel better if you had that thing, that perfect career, that perfect partner, X dollars in the bank account. But what creates happiness? What creates feelings of worth? What creates feeling better are your thoughts and that beautifully powered three-pound brain. Here's the newsflash, you guys. You already have everything you need to be as happy or feel as worthy or feel better as you imagine anyone else does today. It's in your brain right now. And if you took all the time and energy you spend comparing and despairing and you used 50% of it to practice doing thought work and shifting belief, 
I can guarantee you'd be happier than that other person that you're so busy wishing you were. Trust me on this one, you guys. So if you find yourself nodding your head thinking, yep, that's me, here's one step you can start doing today to start fixing it. Work on building your self-confidence. Work on building and creating your amazing life. I'm going to go deep on self-confidence in a future podcast, but here's a thought to start practicing so you can start building and creating your life versus looking at what everyone else is doing and feeling like shit. I practice this thought every day. I trust I can figure it out and I can handle any feeling that comes up because a feeling is just a little vibration that runs through my body. All right, rock stars. I would love to hear your feedback about how this thought work is going for you. Shoot us a direct message on Instagram at Sarah L. Moody. We love hearing your comments. All right, you guys, have an amazing rest of your day. I'm so excited to talk to you next week. Okay, bye. If you're loving what you're learning in this podcast, you have to come and check out the Rockstar program. It's my coaching program where we take these neuroscience-based cognitive tools and we use them daily to break through burnout so you can fall passionately in love with your career. So join me over at sarahmoody.com. I would love to have you join me. You can also follow me at Sarah L. Moody on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. I can't wait to see you.